Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on PodcastJuice.net. My name is Michael Dean. Joining me once again is Mr. Amp Pooh. Sir, how are you? Man, I'm over here dying. I made it through the week, but now I'm about to choke on some spit. God damn it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that, but uh, you got that. Uh, also joining us is Mr. Big Sexy in Saxer. How are you? Man, these clients, I tell you, I'm going to make a sexy statement later on, but I need some clarification. You know what? I'm going to do it now. Uh oh. How, can, how can somebody's man be in the calaboose, okay? And I tell him, say, look, man, we're not going to get you out for a couple of weeks. Okay, Mark, man, it's cool. I go to his lady. And she just gets all kinds of indignant about how this is going to inconvenience her. Really? He's in the clink. I think he's a little more inconvenienced than you. You know? Well, I need him out. Okay. This went on for 20 minutes. I don't get it. What am I missing? Man, the struggles of a lawyer. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get out. Gotta get out of the. Uh, gotta up your client game, I guess. Seriously. <laughs> you get them corporate clients. Oh, they're just as bad. Oh, okay. In fact, I have one. Let me let me let me tread very carefully. Here. Yeah, I, I would almost never mind, never say mind. don't even get. Yeah, don't do <laughs> we'll it. We'll talk off air. There we go. <laughs> Secure the bag. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, also joining us, Mr. Quentin, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, all this talk of potato salad has me realize <laughs> that summer is just around the corner. Just got to get through spring. Okay. Okay. And uh, man, speaking of summer, we've been having some great weather here in the Northwest. I've been loving the sun. It's been a change up, so I've been enjoying that. But to get us back focused on the show, we got to talk about the new movie from Jordan Peele. That's the movie Us has hit the cinema. It's finally out after we've been watching the trailer with the, I got five on it. And of course, you know, I would say his first movie was a classic, you know, Get Out. So high expectations going into us. Uh, I'm going to let Aunt Pooh start us off. Sir, what did you think of the movie? Well, for me, I liked the movie. I thought it was a good, I give it a solid four out of five. Oh, that's pretty high, yeah. high ranking. That's man. pretty high ranking, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a solid film. The acting is really good. Lupita Nyong'o, if there wasn't for racism and the fact that this film came out in March as opposed to October or November, you know, around the awards season where you, you put those type of films out, she should definitely get all the Oscar nominations. And right now, I would say would be the early favorite to win. She not only pulled off a straight role, and I mean straight as in the the lead, the main character, but she ended up pulling off a doppelganger role that was just so chilling and haunting, at times scary, neurotic. She and she just impassioned so many types of emotions in the two characters that she was playing that you just have to tip your hat. And I know some people gave a side eye to her winning that Oscar for 12 Years of Slay. Like, oh, here they go. A black pain film. Of course, they give a black woman playing a slave a uh, Oscar. But God damn it, 
you see in this film that she is amazingly talented and she deserves more roles because she took this film, which has a really weird premise and just her performance is just dope. Winston Duke, you may know him from M'Baku from Black Panther. <laughs> uh, if you were expecting uh, Black Panther 2.0 here, you were not going to get it from this dude. Uh, I like the fact that he has a lot, he gives you a lot of different ranges of black men. Not only is he successful, but at the same time, he, he he's still a little uh, keeping up with the Joneses. You, he's rocking a Howard University shirt, so I'm assuming that not only is he educated, but probably HBCU educated. But at the same time, he's very real and authentic. And I saw myself in him. Well, except, wow. for, the fact that, except for the fact that he took his ass out there with some Who's standing out there? That he damn sure I ain't seen him in there. He he told me, nah, don't call the police. Nah, call the police. That 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 mm. part right there, he kind of lost me. But the fact that um he he has this beautiful family, you can clearly see he's a father. You can clearly see he's a protector and a provider. Huh? I loved Yeah. Why you saying huh? No, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I I love the performance that he was giving. The story, I think the problem is, is that we know this is from Jordan Peele, and we have Get Out fresh in our mind, and we're expecting the same cerebral um, thriller of a film, and you just don't get it. There are definitely layers upon layers and subliminals and subtext to this film. But the difference between this one and Get Out was Get Out was a much better film. In my opinion, it had a much tighter script. There's a lot to uh, to unpack in this film, but the story and the narrative, I felt kind of lacking. And halfway through, maybe I need to watch it again. But halfway through, I, I, I had to turn my mind off because I was looking for all of the different clues and the subliminals and trying to understand the subtext. I was pulling up my phone, uh, trying to look for Jeremiah 11.11, which we saw that early in the film. And it's like I really wasn't like paying attention to the film. I was trying to dissect it. So I think maybe on the second viewing, I might appreciate this film more. But right now, yes, yeah, yeah, I think of Forest High to me. I'm like, well, the cinematography was great. It it has a, a number of layers to it. The acting was great. The tension was good. But the story overall was just a little lacking. But I'd say solid film. All right. All right. Listening to your review made me sort of rethink a few things. Um, and you hit on something that I think was a problem for me, not necessarily the movie. And it was because... My expectation after watching Get Out so many times and how great that movie was, I was expecting the same sort of experience with this movie. And this is an, this is an entirely different movie. This is a horror movie per se. I would almost throw in sort of even, I would say sci-fi element, or I could actually see this as being an episode of The Twilight Zone. Yep. <laughs> it, it plays like that. But everything you said about it, I agree with in terms of the likes. The acting was the first thing I would say. Top notch. I thought everybody that was in this movie was great. Uh, Lapita. Lapita? Am I saying her name right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Fantastic. Uh, I can see why they probably don't have a lot of dark-skinned women like her on 
mainstream movies. And I'm going to say that because to me, she radiates visually in this movie. There is something about, and I was joking with myself, I was watching, I said, she's black, but she black, black. Like the melanin was popping. <laughs> you don't normally get to see those types of uh, textures, or colors on screen sometimes, you know, with the lighting and everything. To me, it just, and for me, it just draws my eyes to her. She just kind of stood out from everything in a great way. Like, it was like, God, it's like, it's like God is on screen. You just, I can see why they would probably be, uh, you know, what's the word I want to say? Not put off, but intimidated by having her stand next to certain people. Because I just think that she blows people out. She was not, I mean, even with the people she was on screen with, even like Winston Dukas, I was like, Man, look at her, man. That's like, she's like, uh, she's just beautiful to me. Like, everything was just dope. And then her acting was on point because she's playing two roles in this movie. And it's an extreme sort of character that, uh, one of the characters that she plays on one side of the totem pole. And then, you know, the, the mother that we see in the trailer is on the other side of the totem pole. And she goes in on both sides. It's just, it, it, it's uh, mind-blowing to me. Some of it is some some of it is subtle, some of it is over the top, but never comical or stupid. I was like, there's a part when she starts talking as the other character, and I was like, what the hell? I was like, man, she's doing her thing, man. To me, I would put this on par. You know how people be going all they dick riding over um my guy from uh, the Dark Knight movie. Oh uh, the Joker. Heath Ledger. Yeah. It's on that level to me. Like she blew it out, man. I was like, "Whoa, There's some stuff I ain't never seen before." So I have to tip my hat to that. That's the star of the movie right there. Uh, in all ways, she she killed that. If she's not in other starring roles of movies, there's something else going on, man. Cause I don't know too many actresses or actors that's putting in the work like that where you just like shut it down. To uh, steal a phrase from you, go ahead. It was a masterclass. Yeah, man, it was. Yeah, she 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 did her thing. I was surprised. I I've seen her in you know the other movies, uh, but to hear she just he let it go full glory. I loved it. Uh, the story again. I was looking for like the clues, like Aunt Pooh said, and and this and that. And I had to realize. I said, you know what? This ain't that type of movie. And I think the thing that's different about this movie, it just doesn't deal with the racial aspect. The poly, there's no racial anything in this really like get out the premise sort of is standing on that and that's part of it and then it plays into certain things and i think black people can watch that movie and be like oh yeah i see this i see and this one to me it's just a straight movie now i would imagine there might be some little hidden things in there but for the most part i would say leave that at the door just watch this movie what is presented to you and don't expect to be like trying to put the pieces together and see what this mean here man is when it you know it talks about the struggle that the big you know, leave all that at the door it's the more of a straight type of horror movie at least that's how i ended up taking it i would imagine there are things that might be oh yeah this means sort of that but i had to get over myself and that it's not a negative to the movie because the movie wasn't necessarily told that it was going to be that it's just that's what we expected like when i saw that when we saw that trailer for the first time to us, we couldn't help but try to dissect it and be, oh, you know what, this must mean that it, and it's a lot more straightforward. But with that said, it is a great horror movie. 
I think this shows how horror movies can be just as good, if not better than any other genre, if done well. And this one is done exceptionally well. There are things in this horror movie, just like other horror movies, where I'd be like, man, that's some bullshit. Because I was saying that a few times in this movie. I was, sometimes I was like, ah, what are you doing? And particularly because it's by black characters, I was sort of like, who, who raised you? Like, what? You know, at the beginning of the movie, uh, they show the little girl. It goes back in time. I'm not going to spoil the movie. But in the beginning of the movie, oh, is a, well, we'll see. In the beginning of the movie, it's a flashback to the Peter's character as a little girl and she's at a carnival with her family. But there's a point where she sort of walks off <laughs> on her own. This is at night. And I was like, eh, you don't know, black child, you running off. I told you to stay your ass while we, I was just like, but I was like, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. And there's just little things in the movie, but all horror movies sort of have that. And I'd be like, why are you doing that? Like, and, uh, there's the whole point you see this in the trailer where there's doppelgangers there are people that look like the lead characters in the movie a big contention for me with this movie though is like when they are confronted by these other people i was trying to figure out why they scared though i, I was trying to figure out if it's exactly if that person is you and they ain't got no superpowers what you running for i so i was kind of like eh, I, so as a part of the movie, I was like, Nick, if you don't get up, and, and what are you running for? And the other thing, the Winston Duke, <clears throat> great actor. And it's not his fault, but I didn't really like the way, I didn't like his character. And I'm going to say this. <clears throat> the only real conspiracy thing I did have about this movie, I don't like the way they show brothers in this movie. Because <laughs> to me, they have... There was two black fathers in this movie. Well, three. <laughs> three, if you say that, but two. I don't remember any other black men in this movie, and you can spotlight them if I forgot them, Ampoo. But the, the two main black men, fathers that they showed in this movie, they was on some bullshit. I, I, I kind of, now me, I'm watching this as a black father, so I, I'm sensitive to that. But I was just like, man. Why, why they all? Why the why the dudes got to be on some kind of? They don't care. The first dad, he was on. You know, he was a sucker. He, you see his daughters going through some shit. He kind of more busy about himself. I'm like, okay, I get that. I'm gonna let that go. But the Winston Duke character, come on, Aunt. He was a bitch. He was a bitch. This nigga, you out here camping or you take your family to the summer home out there doing your thing and then here comes some intruders this nigga was scary man like first he tried to go outside like he was doing and he was see the thing the whole part you see in the trailer where he got the bat like we can get crazy but he was kind of he was a sucker you could tell like he was trying to pretend like he was tough he really right. wasn't gonna put in no work and i'm like dude that's your family you got two little kids and your wife, nigga, what are you doing? These motherfuckers is coming in the house. Here come the dude in the house. I'm like, okay, why are you on the ground? I, I was puzzled. I was like, what is this nigga doing? Get up. 
I was just like, man, get up. And then he was like, Wait, but he got hit. He got hit with the bat in the knee. I don't give so. a fuck. Man. <laughs> get up. He could still get up or try to do something. He was sniffling <laughs> back in. Huh? Who gonna protect your family? If you're gonna, you might as well just go out then. Like I, I just didn't. And then like just later parts in the movie, he just seemed more scary. And there was a part in the movie. To me, it stood out where she said something and she put him in his place. Now, in the theater that I saw it in, I heard, that's right. I was like, shut the fuck. Like, man. It was. Yeah, I was the, in that type of theater see, too. See, there was a part where, you know, he kind of has been leading the show, kind of. But then once it all really hits the fan, of course, Lapito's character, she's the strong woman character. So she's like, no, we're not doing what you say no more. And to me, I just was, I was like, okay, I kind of, again, maybe it's just me. I was like, ah, okay, I can kind of see the little underbelly of, you know, there's the sister's time, you know, the, the, the man sort of let her down. So she's going to take control. So, ah, I was like, yeah, okay. You don't really have to put it like that. But see, to me, Jordan Peele is not stupid. And, and because of the first movie, he understand subtext and optics obviously because his movies be littered with that stuff so to me i think he, I, so i'm just writing like oh man you put that on there on purpose i just thought it was funny styles ah you kind of see to me i was like yeah you look making the brothers look bad a little bit but whatever you know i get why he's doing it but that was the only part that kind of rubbed me the wrong way i just thought it was kind of corny and i was like man you got two motherfuckers from black panther in here the dude who was the strong dude in the movie now you got him looking weak. And then you had the sister going to tell him. He the head of the household. But now she, she's going to tell him, we're not listening to you. Again, I'm old. So, so I'm sorry. This is how I see it. But with all that said. Wow. But with all that said. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a great movie. I think, I think later I will appreciate it more. And I separate it from my expectation of Get Out. And I would imagine like his third movie, I'll really be able to see like, you know what? Us was really dope. Like it was its own thing and, and it'd be judged as itself, not judged against Get Out. Uh, because I think it is a dope horror movie and he did some cool stuff in it. Some of it doesn't make sense to me, but I, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to nitpick it. I don't want to spoil it, but I was like, okay, if this is the case, then how is it? But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let it go. It's, it's horror. And I would probably do this on a lot of horror movies. Like, eh, shit is way out there. This movie's out there. It is. There's a part when, you know what? I'll say this and I'll be done here. He reminds me, not in a bad way, but of M. Night Shyamalan. He hasn't had the whack movies thing happen to him yet where it went too far. But to me, I see a lot of similarities and this, the style of the movie and the way that he's telling the story, there's kind of the gotcha moment or something that happens in this movie that sort of explains, if you haven't already picked up what's going on, you're like, oh, it's deeper than I thought. And just like M. Night, like his first couple movies were really good. Some would argue maybe his first three. And to me, he kind of reminds me of that. I could see down the line where he might go too far at some point with the audience and be like, I put this shit no more. But as of right now, uh, I think dude is one of the dopest directors, writers out there doing it. Uh, this is a great movie. The acting was dope. 
it was a different type of movie. It's still a horror movie, and I think it elevated horror uh, to a higher level. Uh, so, so I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed. it. I, I see what you mean as far as the the M Night Gotcha moment, but in this film, unlike with, in my opinion, unlike with the the, the twist in Shyamalan's film, it, it, to me it was like, oh, with them, with this one. It added, in my opinion, it added some layer and added more to the story because now you have to think of it in terms of the, how the character changed or how you mm. view the film through that character. Now knowing yeah. who that, what that is. So to me, like I, I, I know people, they they talk about how brilliant Six Sense is and they talk about signs, and I, I'm like, to me, I, I never saw the brilliance. It was just like, oh, with this one, you know. It's got. I'm on Reddit, and I'm just seeing all these theories based upon that ending. Well, I, I would say if if the internet was around when Sixth Sense was out, I think they would have been just as talking about it. But I think both of them are the same type of thing in terms of the first time you see the movie, and if you go into it not knowing what's going on, when the reveal happens, you could actually go back and watch the movie and have a whole. Then you'd be watching it from a different angle. You'd be like, oh, okay, now since I know what this is, let me see if some of these things are apparent from this character, which Sixth Sense, if you didn't know that boy was a ghost, or was that what the thing was? I never actually seen the movie. But <laughs> if you knew he was like a ghost or something, but going back and watching it now, if you knew, could you see things where, oh, you know what? I never caught that. Well, I think there's my, things in this movie you could watch it again after you've seen it the first time, and then you have a different perspective to look at it, and you'd be looking at her character a little different. Well, I would... Uh, I have to rebut with that and say that Sixth Sense and Signs and Unbreakable weren't very good <laughs> for me to make me want to go back and look at it through this different lens. Whereas this film, it, it is it is good, and because there are those uh, those layers and the, even the social uh, statement that he's making, that you then can go back and listen. I mean, and watch. I, I think it's just as good as those movies, but that's our personal tastes. But again, I didn't catch any of these social things in this. Not to say that there isn't. I just didn't catch them. But, you know, again, I guess it comes down to do I want to spend enough time going back and you know, all that. But, you know, I'm sure I will watch it again at some point. But I did enjoy it. it, it it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Yeah. So apparently the main supposed social subtext was it was about class. I can kind of see that. Yeah. I can see that again. I, I feel like it can be about a lot of things people want to associate them with. Like I said, it probably is not about what I thought it was. But again, because I'm sort of sensitive to that, I can see that in a movie. Or if somebody makes, oh, it's about class, and I, I can see that. And I'm sure you can see a lot of things. And I mean, people would say people be reaching. <laughs> but again, I, I, I don't know. This was again. This movie is not as blatant or subliminally blatant as Get Out was. Uh, and you know we just have to keep those separate you know so that, that was a different I almost low key wonder if that's why certain people before I saw this movie they was like this is a masterpiece it's great he's back I was like, oh, okay yeah let me go check this out so I had all that in my mind when I saw it I was like huh well, when's it gonna start it's, oh, okay oh, okay yeah yeah and I was like eh you know I said well I know what it doesn't have that the other movie had it had that strong racial 
overtones. It, this ain't got it. So I could probably see why some people be like, this one's great. Right out of the box. Oh, <laughs> oh you, you mean it made it feel comfortable? Yeah, because I think when we first talked about Get Out, and with those first couple reviews that came, oh no no no, that was the Purge. I'm sorry, the last Purge movie, where I was seeing a lot of people that were reviewing it before it came out. This movie was hard to watch. Huh? There was just something about this movie that was. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I can't put my tongue on it. It's just not. It was just. Uh, and then when you see it, like, oh, then he was talking about Julie. That's why. But anyway, calm down. Yeah, us is good. I would see. I I, I enjoyed some of the move uh, music in this, particularly in WA. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> when, when I was like, oh, God, that's kind of cool. I could. I almost felt like they were trying to like make another um, Donald Glover sort of moment song, but I don't think those other songs. I mean, I, again, I, I, it sounded like one of them songs was Janelle Monae, but I don't know. I, I didn't look at the credits. But some of the other music was just like, eh, okay. But when NWA come on, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know this one. But uh, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, Lapita, man. She, if they if they giving out nominations, I would, hey, man, she deserved one. She des- deserves a look. Yeah, but we'll see. But because they, they don't tend to nominate films that come out this early in the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, well uh, Black Panther came out early last year. They got them. Yeah. So we'll see. Not that I care either way, but all right. Uh, any other questions on us? Yeah, we're not going to spoil it. We're not, we shouldn't spoil it. You should see that movie for yourself. All right. We'll move on. Um, well, I did have a, oh, go ahead. a slight question regarding us. Now, according to the timeline, this is um, Jordan Peele's sophomore film. It's a second film. So don't expect. Uh, what's that? Get out too. So don't expect that. But I have a question. Is this the first psychological thriller or even supernatural thriller directed by a black man? Mm, probably uh, not. Uh, you got to dig. Yeah. yeah probably, mm, okay. So many of these movies. Okay. Yeah, definitely high profile for I mean, you know, big, I saw this movie in IMAX, <laughs> which was I was shocked that they were playing it. And I was like, oh, OK, yeah, I'll check it out. But yeah, big deal. I mean, it was definitely uh, the audience I saw was it's only a few of us <laughs> in the theater. But that, yeah, you know, obviously I live in a different area. But well, I saw it at the old Magic Johnson Theater. So oh, I know why? It was all of us. Us was all, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all. Of, and us so was them and y'all. <laughs> so they said Friday estimates was twenty nine million, and it's on pace for a sixty five million debut. Excellent, so, excellent. To quote DJ Khaled, another one. Yeah, hey, t- that clap, clap that up. That's good, man. I mean, it just open. Hopefully, opens the door for more of these types of uh, movies where we don't have to. What was I trying to think of the trailers I saw? They had to sneak one in. What was that movie? Oh, it was uh, Issa Rae and. Wait, what's wrong with Little? I, I actually want. To I, know, see I mean, that it's one. cool. I was just. When the movies, it says a 2019 movie with black people, and the very first song they play in the trailers, "Inside in the Membrane." I was like, eh, "Okay." That song's got to be cheap to get the rights I for. Yeah, you know, but it's sort of sort of that recognizable hip hop. Yo, yo. Why, why we got to? Yeah, why we got to start with that? Okay. And that, ah, but so you know, I, I kind of do think the premise is kind of cool. 
But I don't know. I guess it's just me and my uppity moments when I'm at the theater. Sometimes I, I kind of cringe when I see some of these movie th- trailers. I'm like, ah, with some of the cooning and, mm-hmm. and the head shaking. I'm like, ah, okay, is this what they think about? Uh, and then you have to sit there in the theater and <laughs> you hear the in the back. Ha! 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 It's not that funny, motherfucker. All right, Kevin Hart, what? Huh? <laughs> it's not that funny. But that's just me. I don't know. Wait, what are the uh, trailers that they show? I, I know. I remember the little. I know there was a, there was a lot of, of horror stuff, actually, now that I think about it. That's what, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't kind of line up. Like, I expect to see the horror movies at this, but I assume because, you know, it's got black people, let's throw in that urban comedy. Uh, so, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't remember what else. They did show uh, Avengers. Uh, oh, they saw Men in Black. I hadn't seen that trailer. There's a new one. Really? Yeah. Okay, there must be a different theater because I didn't get none of those. Was Liam Neeson's... Uh... Cameo still? Present? Yeah, he was right at the okay. beginning. I was like, hmm, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, in that movie, <clears throat> I hate to say it, it kind of looks like trash. I, not that it's trash, it just, it just it looks unnecessary. It's like, what are they showing us we haven't already seen? It looks exactly like the other ones. It just has Thor and uh, or Gore, Valkyrie. Valkyrie in it. And she's, I, I guess she's kind of more of the, I don't know, she's trying to be the Will Smith. It's just like, yeah, it just looked corn. I was just like, yeah, this isn't. They showed us there was no real money shot in it. It was just the same old stuff we've already seen. Some of the same aliens from the other movies we'd already seen. Little creatures and stuff. Yeah, okay. Two two words: contractual obligation. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, they're gonna milk it. Go ahead. But you know, it's, it's sad because I, I like the Men in Black world. They can do some dope things. I saw the television show. They had some really great episodes. So yeah, it's like a black TV show. Yeah, the, the, car, the it was cartoon. cartoon. It was yeah. a cartoon. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, it was really good. So it's like they have enough to draw upon to make a good film, a good franchise. It had that same art style as uh, Aeon Flux back in the late nineties, oh, early two thousands. Really? Okay, I vaguely mm. remember this now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, there was something. I don't want to waste time. There was something else they showed that I was like. I want to see that. I can't remember what it was. Anyway. All right. Well, speaking of movie news, uh, it's official. Marvel has purchased Fox Studios, the movie, not the news. Uh, So they've got all of their stuff and it's all in house now for comic book fans. That means, you know, they have uh, the Fantastic Four and, of course, all the X-Men um, and some of those other characters, Deadpool. So I wanted to ask you guys a question. Now that Marvel does have access or they own this shit, uh, along with Avatar and all the, some of these other, you know, Predator, uh, I think Aliens, for that matter, or some of these other uh, franchises they now own, what movies or characters would you like to see uh, specifically in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I just want to throw two right off the top. I feel as great as the Avengers movies and Marvel movies are, the one thing that they don't have in abundance is the bad guys. I mean, aside from Thanos, 
most of the villains are either one-offs or yeah, they're usually they're one-offs. They don't really have as much as many costume heroes they got running around in the universe. You don't see a lot of costume villains, which I find very odd. So to me, I would just think that going forward, I would love to see more villains in the movies. Specifically, I think they should have Doctor Doom and Magneto. I think they would be great Earth-bound villains that could be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so they're not always just fighting like hordes of robots or hordes of aliens and they can't always be fighting Thanos so there's got to be other things that would keep them busy and I think one of the best villains they got at least in the comics is Doctor Doom so I would love to see him somehow properly brought into these movies and done right Uh, Big Sexy I'm going to start with you Oh, got to co-sign Dr. Doom, certainly. And, you know, following that, <clears throat> I would like to see a proper Fantastic Four film because the ones we've had thus far are all crap, all of them. Uh, I don't know if this is going to affect the Marvel Disney streaming service, but there are still Daredevil stories that need to be told. You know, one is the Bendis run. That would definitely carry the day. You know, when Daredevil gets outed as Matt Murdock, that changed everything. Um, and I read somewhere, I'm not sure where I read it, but I read somewhere that Marvel may start <clears throat> do, doing more animation for their Disney streaming service, which means Secret Wars. Got to get that done, too. Now, as far as on-screen villains, I don't know what's, what's going on with Thor, but a natural is Absorbing Man. He would be perfect. You know, you know they've already done Batrock with Captain America. I think Spidey has a lot, lot more capability or a lot more possibilities now. Now, granted, they did tweak the Vulture, which is okay, and they tweaked Mysterio, but there's um, there's a wealth of Fantastic Four things like Blastar, Annihilus, the Negative Zone. They have pretty much a blank slate with those characters. I can make it run. Now, going to the X-Universe, if I never hear Days of Future Past again, I'm good. I'm tired of that. It's time to let it go. But having said that, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, you know, they're running around. Blob is running around. Let's, you know, get him more time. You just have more time and opportunity to fully flesh out these characters. When they use Juggernaut in one of the films, I'm like, really? That was bullshit. Now they have more time to do it better. I don't need to see more Deadpool. I have enough of that. Um, Magneto, I can live without Magneto, honestly. But Doom is definitely the linchpin because he is arguably Reed Richards' equal and he is a monarch of an independent country. So right there we got a lot of international intrigue that's going on there as well. So there are ways to go here. Yeah, and when you you bring it up, uh, Reed Richards, you know, Mister Fantastic, it makes me wonder how they would play him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where you already have, you know, uh, Tony Stark and Banner, and even somewhat of Shuri. You see these very smart scientist type characters that are prominent in these movies. I'd be curious if they would introduce another type of character like that, or would they make they have him, to. or if they make him different or somehow. No, Reed is that guy. Period. 
So if anything, go when ahead. they introduce him or when they in- integrate him with those characters, it may be one of those things like, where were you when this shit started, man? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Type deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how, if they do bring them into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because I just imagine, two people who don't follow the comic books, it would be like, man, there's an abundance of super smart guys. Like, See, uh, I don't put Banner up there with, with Reed and, and Stark, though. No. Well, I mean, I'm talking about in the movies. They, in, oh, okay. the, in the movies, they have Hank them. Pym. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, there's Hank Pym as well. He's all these smart guys in these movies. But that'd be interesting. Uh, Ampu, what's, what's your thoughts? Uh, for me, uh, if you're going to talk about villains, uh, th- I want a proper Hellfire Club. I think that could be yes. a, a really unique story to show these elitists that are, you know, working against mutants, but themselves are mutants and the moves that they're making to, to shore power. I think some in the right hands, that could be a very, very great story. Here's one I've been, uh, oh, Here's one that I've been wanting them to do, and I think it'd be a different type of story. They need to do the Uncanny X-Men brood storyline, where they went off into space, they came across the brood, the brood were um, uh, dropping, putting the eggs in them, making them part of their colony. I think that's just a, a totally different story that they can tell using the X-Men. And on top of that, the X-Men and my, can finally just kill, just use all their power, don't care about saving the villain because these would be just aliens just kill them and i just think it'd be a dope story they could actually they don't have to have the whole um shades of gray type thing or magneto professor x it's like these the x-men's they're in space they got to fight for their life against these uh crazy killing aliens the other x-men story i want them to do is the first genosha story mm-hmm. uh issues 235 to 238 where uh genosha is this island near africa this was it's essentially telling the, the apartheid south africa and they have all these mutates they find out find out uh from birth if you're going to be a mutant and they get you make you property of the country and then they found out that uh, one of the X-Men was, was har- I'm sorry, that the X-Men were harboring one of their own mutates. So they not only went there to get them, but then attacked the X-Men, took them captive and t- put them on trial and said, yeah, you guys uh, uh, mess with us, so you got to come here and work for us. And I thought that whole storyline was just dope as hell. Uh, I, I can't, uh, you know, Mark already stole my thunder with the Fantastic Four, but if Marvel really wants to go like sideways and just totally to the left and do and bring out a property and do a story and at the same time fuck with DC. They should do Squadron, Squadron Supreme. <laughs> First of all, if you if Mark, you read the twelve issue miniseries many That's times, a hell of a story. <laughs> and then you know all of the Squadron Supreme characters are pretty much. Um, um, the uh, parodies of yeah. Justice League. <laughs> I mean, I, I just think that that, that would just that would just blow their mind. I think DC would have a fit. The audience, they probably would be all up on Hyperion, the Nighthawk. Because I mean, if they made a talking raccoon and a talking tree household uh, toys that the kids love, imagine what they could do with Squadron Supreme. There would be lawsuits aplenty if they did that. 
You think? Well, you think they, they'd have they? Uh, you think Disney would have a leg to stand on with that? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I say do that. At least do it in a cartoon format, just to see what would happen. You know, if they really, if they really want to like fuck with them, they should get Ben Affleck to play Nighthawk. They should get uh, Brandon Roth to play Hyperion. They should get uh, I don't know if Cal, he played. How to play? Uh, uh, what's the woman? Power Princess. Well, no, you can't get Gal. You got to get like an old. Uh, maybe <laughs> hey, maybe get Linda Carter. Never know. That would be actually genius, right there. Yeah, I'm just saying. If you if they just wanted to be really petty, say no. Not only hold on, I'm sorry. <laughs> Daddy duties. I told oh you I'm recording this goddamn <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, I'm just saying, if they if they really wanted to be like, you know, not only can we take ours and beat yours, we could take some of yours and beat ours. <laughs> it's a football metaphor. Yes, let me is. let me ask you this guy this also before I go to Quentin, because we're bringing up the X Men and the Mutants. How do you introduce the mutants into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as it stands right now because obviously they were not around when all this other stuff has been going on so it seems like it'd be hard to just drop the X-Men into it but how would you how would you introduce that into their current You do it just like you do in the comic books you know for instance um, when there's an X-Men event where are the Avengers? I don't know parts unknown. When there's an Avengers event where are the X-Men? I don't know parts unknown yeah, they just weren't around. Shit, they had their own things going on. The only problem is you got a mainstream audience that's gonna keep asking yeah, these type of questions because like, they, they they're asking where's Captain where's Captain Marvel been at? Now you said Captain Mar- oh, Captain Marvel. You said the uh, the Brood storyline right there. We have an opportunity to expand on Captain Marvel and make her binary because that's where she got that from. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But how do you explain you know like again Phoenix or? Wolverine, all these characters came out of nowhere, fully formed, and they, you know, how would they tie that? In? Where were you at when Thanos snapped his finger? Did half your team disappear? Or, I'm curious. Like again, I think that's something they have to deal with. Like, how do we, if you know, if they do introduce these characters into it, they almost have to start from scratch. Yeah, they have always worked outside the outside the realm anyway, so it's not unusual for them to not be heard from. Well, the only problem is, is it always going to come back to. Um, New York. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. It's like, I get it. Um, you know, you, you, you want to be off to your own thing, your own devices. But when there's an alien attack, it, it's going to affect everybody. You know, the aliens going to come down. They're going to they, they say, okay, you guys are mutants, so we're going we gonna to leave you alone. Nah, they're going to kill them too. So, I mean, right. the only thing I can think is they just they just have to start, like you said, start from scratch. Like, now their um, Xavier is going to collect these mutants. Yeah, I would think it's almost as if because uh, I think it goes back to even the Civil War movie, like with the with the Sokovia Accords, they would have had to been addressing you guys. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so I, I, here's here's how I'll say this: If I was actually in charge of these movies, and I was like, okay, now we just it's official, we got the rights to the Fox stuff, I would actually go and film something else. Like I would say, you know what, we're gonna do some reshoots or some extra added scenes to the end of this thing that will give a little hint to what's coming in a Marvel Cinematic Universe. And my understanding was during the making of Infinity War and Endgame, Kevin Feige was not allowed to even 
talked to the uh, what's the name of the directors? The directors, the Russos about you know mutants or the X Men or any any Fox related property. So they couldn't be they couldn't have you know been working on something in anticipation of oh you know we can throw this in there. So I'm saying I would come back still have a few more of it. Well now the movie has to be locked on imagine but maybe even it was an after credit scene that somehow showed something happens that this whole genetic thing goes starts going out to people and they become people start becoming mutants like i don't know if it was like one of the stones or something was a byproduct of whatever happened and it was like oh man this thing just went out across the world or something some germ or something and it may it may have some effects on people we're not aware of and that was sort of spark like how certain people were born uh as mutants and then you could start to introduce that into you know the marvel's cinematic uh universe or you know if you just go boss the wall i would be like fuck it we'll shoot something with ryan reynolds uh Deadpool or something where he's got that little time machine shit on his hand too and somehow he fucks off and merges certain things into it and you know people just jump in that way or something but I would do something to like sort of open the gate that okay here's how we're gonna have some of these characters start to proliferate through this universe and I would actually even go so far as to not use anybody from any of the previous X-Men movies. They're done. Uh, they did their time. Uh, that franchise has been going on for, what, 19 years? The, yeah. the first X-Men movie came out 2000, I believe. That I would, I, They had a good run. There were some good ones, some bad ones, whatever. Okay, done. Let's start fresh. And we're going to do our way and recast all of these characters. But I would throw the door open at the end of Endgame to show you that this is... This is the new Marvel Cinematic Universe where we're going. You know, let everybody be guessing and thinking, oh, man, they're going to do that. Um, with that said, Quentin, I want to get your Well, I represent. Oh, I represent the non-comic reader because I haven't read a comic series since Executioner's Song. Um, oh. <laughs> that was back. I know. I know. I know. But perfect. Now, uh, as far as villains on screen, I would like to see Mr. Sinister, hmm. Callisto, Nimrod, or even Omega Red. Ares would be a good one, too. But wouldn't this uh, be perfect opportunity to bring in the X-Force? Uh, is that the X-Force? Is that like Wolverine and uh, Diamond? Uh-huh. What's her name? Uh, Domino. Domino. And, yep. Uh, Cable. Cable. Yeah. And that's already established. So that's maybe bring, mm-hmm. bring them into this universe due to the merger. Yeah. I mean, you can't ignore Deadpool. Obviously, very successful. Uh, I would definitely use that as some as a as a bridge. Mm-hmm. That's an option. And then did that Gambit film ever get off the off the no. shelf or no? Nope. Okay. He's another character. Maybe something happened, and I'm just really flying off the handle right now. But <laughs> happened with the Tesseract in Louisiana. Were they in Louisiana? And Captain Marvel and Maybe Gambit came through from that. I don't know. But he's another character that could be introduced that hasn't mm-hmm. seen any screen time. Any real screen time. I can see that. I, can see that. I just had an idea of, of Wolverine. Like, 
you could maybe say that he was there all the time and do flashbacks to like early Captain America and you see him, you know, uh, Logan back then just, you know, oh, he actually was there. He didn't have his claws, but, or he didn't have the you know, steel claws, but he was in, you know, you kind of, you pull a Captain Marvel, right? <laughs> oh, he was a, it's a quick scene with him back then. Maybe there's a scene of not, not the Black Panther we have now, but the earlier Black Panther and somehow he was with Claw or something where he got, he had a, he had a moment with Black Panther back in the day. And maybe that was how, you, you switch it up. Maybe that's how he got his claws. That was some Wakanda tech or something. And he went into hiding or something. I don't know. Just, just throwing ideas out there. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's really going to be hard to, to, to bring these all in here. And you absolutely cannot do the David here the whole time. Maybe they just do a whole uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth type thing where the universe is merged because of this Thanos and what he did. Hey, yeah. That's about the only thing I got. And you know what? I believe people can buy that. People can buy Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and have no problem with all the multiple Earths and different spider man That's a good point, yeah. They yeah, can true. buy this if it's done, you know, done right. But you always get more latitude in animation than you do in, in live action. Uh, but it's still the it's, story, though. Yeah, the story still yeah. is... I mean, it's, it could have been madly confusing, but it's that movie... I mean, like I said, my daughter loves that, and she can follow it. So if kids can follow it, I'm sure adults can follow it. It can be done. I, I think us having the hesitation to say that's too much for the movies, I don't think it will. I mean, if, if anyone could do it, it would be Marvel. Yeah, could get away with now, that. another Avengers uh, film just popped into my head. After we wrap all this up <clears throat> with all the Endgame and whatnot, and you have the new characters in the universe, that gives you a chance to really break out and do different things. There was a storyline brief Avengers 164 to 166. Couch Nefaria got super powered and whipped their asses. There's one point where he picked up an entire skyscraper and dropped it on them. That would be a hell of a visual. Hmm. Okay. And uh, two things, two things I, I want to add is that again, Marvel, Marvel has a villain problem. And yeah. it's just that they're not making these very strong villains that they can keep bringing back. And if you look at their Rose Gallery, it, you know, it's, they, they're kind of limited. But the thing is, is that they they made Iron Man, Thor, Captain America A-list characters. They made Rocket Raccoon and Gru, you know, must-have toys and, and endearing and probably soon to be iconic characters. So they can take Account Nefario, who I, I look at, I just actually groaned when you said his name. But I'm like, in the right hands, done right, they exactly. can take any one of those villains and make them another low-key. I mean... I know Loki has that huge comic history, but do you was he ever this popular as he is no. now because of the MCU? No. Right. And the other thing, I was on a Nerd Souls uh, show. Shout out to him. Thanks for having me on. And I mentioned something's going on with the with Marvel because we don't know the name of any film coming out past this year. I know there's three on the slate for next year. Two in 2021 and two in 2022, but we don't know the name of none of them. And I, that to me is just hella strange considering I think we knew, um, we knew what, 2016, I think, all of the movies that were coming out. 
to this to Endgame. And now here it is. We're a year away from a new slate of MCU films, and we still have yet to know, okay, what are they? Well, th- I think they've said they've done that. They don't want to spoil whatever happens in Endgame by revealing what those movies are, aside from Spider-Man that Sony's doing. But I think they said once the movie comes out, they're going to sh- reveal what some of the other movies are. Which, is, which, see- which makes me think that, which makes sense to me, like, they have to go in a different direction somewhat after this movie. And so probably announcing any of those movies would somewhat tip their hat on what's about to happen. So I can see why they don't want to, you know, they don't want to spoil that. And they might get into another situation where a film does better than they expect. And, you know, it's kind of thrown off in the timeline, like with Captain, I'm sorry, not Captain America, with Black Planet, Black Planet, Black Panther. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> see where I went. <laughs> You over here gave Loki a, a hood named Low Key, but anyway, <laughs> uh, oh, that's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. No, but with a uh, black, there I go again. Black Panther <laughs> doing so well, and then Captain Marvel coming out and getting all this fanfare uh, that was undeserved based upon the actual box office numbers. So it maybe did. they want to, you know, keep that from happening again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. Um, but I did, I did hear them say where they were like they were holding back on announcing anything until after Endgame. They just don't want to spoil or give any inclination of where they're going next until you've seen the movie. Well, I and mean, Mike, haven't you said they don't have to tell us anything? We're the customer. Well, I mean, that's true as well. I, but the thing is, obviously, as some of these movies go into production, they are going to leak. So I imagine they want to be in front of that. But I just think that's the reason why they haven't actually announced anything. It's just they're playing up this movie so heavy they don't want you to know what's coming next. Because I think it's, it's going to be, it has to be a game changer for them which direction they go. And, you know, maybe they can't control what Sony does. So Sony's like, fuck that, we put our trailer out. Uh, <laughs> but, but, I mean, you, but you don't see anything in that movie that would indicate what happens in Endgame either. You know, you, you, don't, you don't see what Tony, Tony Stark has even seen in that. We don't know if he's alive or dead or what. Can I go off uh, off on a different tangent for a hot second? Sure. Where was um, Doctor Strange during the the trailers? I didn't see him once. He he got snapped. He's right. dust. That is correct. Shows how much I pay attention. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Well, uh, I mean, because you you just. Uh, Mitch, something that, that triggered me. You said, like, when they go in production, things are going to leak. And I'm thinking, like, it's March now. They have two dates next year for two films. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so when are they going to go in production with the films? I mean, I know anything can probably get done in three to six months, but still. Well, they're probably prepping. I'm sure they're prepping movies. They haven't, you know, just like they don't, you know, they'll hold off on announcing casting choices, but I'm sure the deals are either about to be signed or signed or whatever. It's just that, you know, they tell them, hey, you don't announce nothing. You don't, we going to announce it, this big business. So you go with our promotion plan. I just think their promotion plan is all heads got to be on end game. We ain't talking about nothing else. Let's get this box office banging first. And then our next new swoop will be whatever they say they're going to, obviously they're going to announce whatever is going to be the next set of movies, uh, but they don't want to do that. Now, I just think they don't want to do it because everything's riding on this. And, we don't, and we're all just on a cliffhanger still off of Infinity War. We don't know what's going to happen. And I'm not going to spoil that by announcing some 
movie titles for the next three years. And I got to give it up to him on uh, Infinity War. I watched it again last week, and when Thanos did the snap and people turned to dust, there was no music. It was really haunting. It was really well done. When there was no dramatic music, they just mm. they cut singing the scene, and people just dust. Yeah, yeah, it's it a good movie. I was just watching a little bit of it last night. I can watch it in pieces, but yeah, it's a very good movie. It's definitely a very good movie. Um, but yeah, it's a month away, about a month away, I believe. I'm surprised that the tickets aren't on sale yet. I find that kind of odd, but I don't think they're. Yeah, ready. this one's going to make a. To, to steal Anthony's word, I think uh, Endgame will make a Billy easy. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> all right, all right. Trademark. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, so there we go. Yeah, just a little in-game conversation. Um, let's see, we got some other things too. Oh, I, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, you guys are mentioning there's a new movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, what's the name of this movie? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And then you said that there is, uh, apparently there's a trailer out. I have not seen the trailer. There's a trailer, and you said there's like a cameo of Bruce Lee. Yeah, there's a... I believe he's a Korean actor, and wow. he is an actor from a country in Asia, and he is portraying Bruce Lee like oh, okay. they resurrected that man. Interesting. Yeah. He he's really good. I, I when I saw it, I was like, okay, is that footage that they superimposed? Because <laughs> god damn, he's good. Now, see, this is funny to me because uh, I'm I'm in the midst. I'll, I'll blow my own horn here for a second. I'm in the midst of writing this book, and in the book, one of the characters, his name is Rico Wilson. He's a like a hotshot fighter pilot type dude. Rico, yeah, Rico Wilson. But he originally was a movie star before he joined the military. You know, people started joining the military. But he was known for being in uh, Fast and the Furious movies. Now, this takes place wow. far in the future, so it was Fast and the Furious 3, excuse me, 30. But... It's funny to me because when I hear Bruce Lee, the co-stars in Fast and the Furious 30 are Rico, Wilson guy, but the other two stars of the movie are long dead, iconic movie people. One is Bruce Lee and the other is Arnold Schwarzenegger. And the premise was, and I always had this idea that in the future, they would just go and get, like they would do these mashup movies. They'd be like, who wouldn't want to see Fast and the Furious? And it had Bruce Lee in it, you know, being what Bruce Lee is. But he's just a CGI character. And so he would be more dynamic. I mean, after a while, you, you, some of these actors are like, ah, eh, they just don't have that it factor. Or, you know, we have to start this guy from scratch to get him up to this level of being a box office. Thing. We could just go take the old, excuse me, the old people who we know would work. They would work anytime. They're, they're the shit. They're iconic. Who wouldn't want to see Bruce and Arnold in his prime and maybe some other hot shot guy of today in an action movie and let them fucking go ham? Uh, I could see them doing that in the future. And I was like, you could kind of low key see them do that, trying it out now to see how people would take to it. You know, you, you, you throw in, uh, you know, that Carrie Fisher as the old school Princess Leia in Rogue One, Tarkin. You know, to me, even Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel, like, well, we can de-age him, bring him down a little bit. 
that when you say they have a, a Bruce Lee lookalike in that, what would be to stop them to be like, well, shit, if we went to the estate of these people and was like, yo, here's the bag. We want to put him in this new hot movie and you're going to get residual money. I'm sure some of them be like, hell yeah, why not? And for a lot of kids who are not around, like say when Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee was the shit, you, 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 your generation removed from some of it, they may actually think he's real now. Like you, you'd probably have, mm-hmm, yeah. you'd have to convince them like that's not he's not a real dude. Ah man, yes he is. Bruce Lee is the shit, man. But bro, that's a computer. Like he was in the movies back fifty years ago. He was the, sh- you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it'd be no reason to 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 not think that they wouldn't work today or work in the future if they would still be the badass that they were. But now you could have them do all kind of shit. And it looked just like it was a real person. So it's funny when I say that I hear that you said there was Bruce Lee in that. I was like, man, you know what? I was just writing some shit where in the future they'll pull, they could pull these famous actors and put them in new movies. And it, I could see it working. You know, they'd be like, well, it's a- go ahead, go ahead. And it's also interesting because this is the first time that Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio have shared screen time. Okay. And this is uh, Tarantino's ninth film and Luke Perry's last appearance on film. Oh, wow. Luke mm. Perry's in this. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And there's also a character who is reminiscent of Charles Manson. I'm assuming that is Charles Manson. And I want to see what direction Tarantino takes this film. Because if you watch the trailer, it has that 1960s kind of shagadelic fun vibe about it. Hmm. But when you see that Manson character, it makes me wonder if it's going to also throw in the Manson murders. Well, they cast it for Sharon Tate, so... There you go. I think Polanski as well. Hmm, okay, okay. I, I, I might check that out. I'm, I'm kind of cool on Tarantino, but I think he's a very talented director, no doubt. Mm. I give him his props. Yeah, that actor's name is Mike Moe, and he was actually in the Inhumans series as well. And he played Ryu on the Street Fighter Assassins films from 2014. Damn, okay. Wow, Inhumans. We, how quickly we forget, Marvel? Forgot. <laughs> how quickly we forget? You don't want to remember that. <laughs> yeah, they casted uh, Roman Polanski in this film, and they got Sharon Tate. So that, that, that was what I recall was there were some issues with that because they were saying that they were going to show, have a scene where he committed the murders. Wow. Hmm. Well, Manson didn't actually commit the murders. Wasn't it his, uh, his cult? Yeah. There you go. His cult. That's crazy. I kind of, see, that'd be an interesting thing. I wonder, and I'm sure maybe they will, uh, 30, 40 years from now, they'll be pulling these cycles from today and be having them in movies and stuff like uh dylan roof they just cast dylan roof in the new such and such movie they're gonna have his probably show the church murders like i can't you know what i mean it's just, that sounds so crazy but i mean it's no more as crazy i suppose as having charles manson murders in, in current day movies yeah true crime films are gonna i think they're doing pretty well to be honest there people are in Thralled by finding out how something happened, no matter how horrific it is, but it appeals to the the psyche for some reason. You know the uh, Jim Jones miniseries 
with Powers Booth back in the day still resonates. Uh, see how so, stupid I was? Jim Jones? <clears throat> The rapper? No, no. <laughs> you thinking about the rapper? You got a mace. Balling. No, don't, don't be no balling at this one. No. Okay. So, uh, so Margot Robbie is playing the Sharon Tate character. Yes. So, ah. Wow. You got yeah. a full cast. Yeah, I think uh, isn't Burt Reynolds in the film too? Oh wow. I think he is. I think the I char- saw that. as a character. Mm-hmm. Let me see Margaret Leonardo. Leonardo. What is saying that? Uh, I'm sorry, Mark- Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, because they're saying Leonardo DiCaprio's character Rick Dalton is based on Burt Reynolds. That's right. Wikipedia is saying this. Oh wow. Okay. So is this and like a one- true story type movie, or? Well, I think it's more like a. I don't say anthology, but it's more like, from what I'm seeing, it's like a grouping of a lot of these uh, Hollywood legends that things that happened back then, like the. Uh, Manson murders and like the whole Polanski thing and you know he's just probably weaving them in as events to his story because mm. they all took place down in that area around that time mm-hmm. okay. and this was during Hollywood's um, heyday so to speak yeah yeah. got it got it alright alright any other things uh, I know there's a couple other things we wanted to talk about Make sure we open the floor for that. Let's uh, we, go to the sports page. Oh, I was going to say real quick and keeping on entertainment. Um, I'm kind of hyped to see this Richard Pryor film. I just saw the uh, I Am Richard Pryor documentary that was yeah, on Aramon Network. I saw that off your recommendation. Woo, buddy. Uh, if they get any of that, that film is going to be amazing. They, he, they was telling me stuff that I had no idea he did. They were showing me footage. It was one where he went. He was the, I guess, a headline act for an LGBTQ event <laughs> in the seventies. Yeah, <laughs> and he essentially told them, he's like, he's like, you gay motherfuckers are just as bad as the not gay ones. I was like, oh, and he told, he walked off the stage telling him to kiss his ass. I was like, God damn, Richard Pryor was a beast. When I'm seeing these, these, this is footage I hadn't seen before, you know, uh, shot by, on hand cameras or just wasn't in the mainstream. I can see now why people say Richard Pryor wouldn't have made it in this era, <laughs> but he still was, he's a tone now Richard Pryor still would have made it. But seeing this stuff, I can see where they get that opinion because he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> now, what is this? Is it a documentary? Yeah, it's called I Am Richard Pryor. That is hilarious, and you'll find some stuff that you never heard of. They go into, uh, oh, he actually, which is funny because here it is in 2018, I found out that he had a relationship with a transgender person. But on that stage, yes, yes, it's in his book. But on that stage where he was telling the LGBTQ community to kiss his ass, he talked about, I've sucked it. I was like, what the hell? So <laughs> apparently it wasn't a secret because he put it out there. Wow, Richard's a wild boy. <clears throat> yes, he was. I you have to find it, watch it, you'll be like, you'll be blown away, like what the <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, Richard had receipts for everything they talked about. They backed it up. Wow. Yeah, I know. I just remember interesting choice of words there. Big <laughs> I just remember my dad, big Richard Pryor fan. I know he had no clue about it. But if he'd have known that boy, <laughs> 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 but it is. 
I'm probably a lot of us didn't know that back then, but it is what it is. Which is so strange because he put it in the book and he was saying it on stage. With ain't no with, secret. With no it embarrassment. Was. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I but sucked it. It wasn't, in, was like, it wasn't in the movies or what you know the records. Or nothing, so we, unless you went to the show, you know nothing about that. Nah. <laughs> hey, Especially sex. back then, boy. Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Big Sex. You're a rocker, right? You enjoy yes, rock. I am. Okay, there's a new film on Netflix. Oh, it. How is it? The Dirt. It's Motley Crue. Really? The dirt it's was got good. A, yeah. It's got a 34 on Metacritic. <clears throat> oh, they're wrong. I mean, they couldn't shoehorn everything in from the biography, but they did a good job. They really did. But one thing, and they left out a lot of obvious things. They left out the uh, Pam Anderson whole situation, mm-hmm. but they did show that Tommy was married to Heather, Top, Heather Lockler at one point. They talked about Razzle. Uh, they talked about everything. They, they did a good job. How were the musical performances? They were close. I mean, they, they, they were close. They were, they were pretty good. Just, the answer is one thing. Did they do... Of course, they have to. <laughs> That's on my tra- on my playlist for my uh, my workouts. Sure. But they didn't do Doctor uh, Feelgood, which surprised me. Okay, and they I'm... have Machine Go Machine Gun Kelly is playing Tommy Lee. Really? Dang, he did a, a great lot, job. He's in a lot Tommy. of stuff, man. He did a great job. Okay. Hey, man. I saw some article. I can't. I don't have it in front of me. But they were like, yeah, uh, the success of the Queen movie, and then they've got the Motley Crew. So some studios trying to get rights to print songs to well, do some see, type of movie. But they're not doing this, a documentary type of movie. I think this will be the next wave of things for a lot of uh, classic rockers and classic musicians to you know cash in on, which is fine. But if they do a Prince one, you can't do a Prince one in a film. It can't be done. Mm-mm. You lose too much. I'm surprised. Or let's say, let's say do it like they did Bohemian Rhapsody and only go for a certain time and just gloss over a lot of stuff, which they did in Bohemian Rhapsody. And again, with Motley Crue, they only went up to like 1990 or so. Yeah, you know, it says, so it says, you got to get it all in there. You can't get it in one film. Yeah, it says here, Variety. This was actually from December uh, last year. Movie inspired by Prince's music in the works. Yeah. Uh, Universal oh, yeah. Pictures has acquired the rights to a number of classic songs from Prince's catalog and is developing an original film musical inspired by his music, using the songs to drive a fictional narrative. Uh, they stress that the film is not a biopic, but an original story with Prince's classic songs driving the plot line. The Prince Estate has been inquiring with studios about such a film, and Universal Chairman Donna Langley worked aggressively to acquire the rights. So, uh, I guess we'll see what that's all about. Well, there was a documentary that hit YouTube last year. Um, I think it was filmed. I think it was for the BBC or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anyone saw it. Yeah. I just hope it doesn't go that way. <laughs> the new one that's coming out, or the one that's the one officially coming out. Yeah, I hope it doesn't go. The one that there's one on Netflix. I just put the link in the chat, and it came out sometime last year. I don't know if you guys have seen it. There's been a few. Okay, there have been several. That's true. Yeah, this one premiered on the BBC. I think I saw that. I saw that back then. Somebody sent it to me. Yeah, you know, 
in terms of documentaries, yeah, the, the one with Ava, that's probably that's gonna be. I would imagine that's gonna be really good. You know, uh, you know, if we believe what we hear is gonna be narrated by Prince, so it should be very interesting. I don't think I've seen this one from 2018. I'll take a closer look at it. But you oh know, yeah, I've seen this one. You know, mm-hmm. we we've talked about it before. I I actually do believe that it can be done. I, I don't think there's nothing that's impossible. Uh, you know, you just have to have the right creative person, and the, the, there's an actor for everything, in my opinion. Uh, it may be scrutinized more to us because we know the subject matter, but. I don't think there's anything that you can't do, particularly with movies. Throw enough money at it and enough backing, yeah. The right well, not even it. it ain't even really got to be about money. Again, you know, uh, some of the best movies are low budget, but the, the, if the creative team is on point, is is it can be done? You know, just to me, there is an actor somewhere who can play Prince. He was a human being, so it's not like you're not playing somebody who's not real. So uh, it can be done if they can play. James Brown on screen or some of these other guys they can play Prince now again will it be scrutinized heavy by the community of course oh, yeah. absolutely you know, but then I'm sure that happens with every biopic of anybody it's <laughs> gonna be the hardcore people that be like this is bullshit you didn't capture blah, blah, blah. I know I'm gonna get clowned for this but Fred Armisen did a pretty good impression of him I don't know who that is SNL guy go just google the Prince show SNL no. Is that the thing with Beyonce? Yeah. Oh, fuck out of here. No. Yeah, spoof. <laughs> you might as well have Eddie Griffin up there. <laughs> oh, just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. But anyway. Um, all right. Um, let's, yeah, go jump over to sports real quick. So. Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick. Now there is uh, reports coming out that the the deal that Kaepernick had apparently was he received less than ten million. Uh, that was like the settlement thing. Uh, now to me, ten million is a lot of money, but I don't know how much was on the was at stake of his you know NFL career. Um, Easily fifty. Okay. Well, see, the problem is the honestly well, problem, but from what I'm seeing, here's the deal we've got like it's two uh two prongs to this one if this did break and it was 10 million for he and eric reed <clears throat> you knock off 30 percent to the lawyers uh you knock off your taxes and you know i mean it's again it's a lot of money to me but not to what you know they're getting used to getting now there is <clears throat> talk that kaepernick was going to try to get the Miami job, but there's also talk that he's pricing himself out of contention. Word is, he's asking for 20 a season. And how are you going to get, you know, go through that last season he played in 2016 where he was terrible, you know, was about to get cut, depending on who you talk to, asked for his release, and was making 12 to 14, and you want to get a raise? Fuck out of here, man. No. He's pricing himself out of out of contention. Now, if he would do an incentive loaded contract, which is what a lot of people were saying, yeah. But he doesn't want to do that. He wants twenty and hard money to go out there and play. And team's like, nah, man. Not if your last uh, performances, no. I can't help you with that. 
Hmm. And, and now with this money, you know, if it is the 10, we don't know. But um, part of his situation also is he's got to put his social media girlfriend in check, too, because she has been known to run off the mouth and get his program all twisted, and he doesn't need that. Yeah, like I said, I don't know too much about the situation other than, you know, taking a knee and all that. But uh, I, I salute Colin Kaepernick. I mean, at the end of the day, his fight is his fight. He ain't, you know, that's his $10 million. He ain't turning that over to the community. <laughs> so, or whatever money he got. Uh, apparently, they felt the need to sell it. It was worth selling it than going to trial over it, apparently. Uh, so that's that's the only fact that I can say about it. I don't know how much money it was. But, you know. He took a stand for what he wanted to do, and I don't seem like he's – I don't see him personally complaining about it. So, hey, salute. And he keep, can't complain. Yeah, he's coming in the NDA. He can't say That's what I'm saying, but, you know, he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't even be in the press. He be just – you know, I don't really see him ever say anything, actually. So, yeah. he, he must be cool with him, and he's dealt with the consequences of actions. I know he got a Nike deal. So. I was just about to say yeah, the Nike deal got, probably. Got Nike money coming. Yeah, in got money coming, so he ain't. He's probably good, and you know he's made a stand. He just so it to me is an example of, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna stand on that, put my name on it, and keep it pushing. All the other talk around him is a whole other thing, but but it doesn't seem like he's engaged in that conversation, at least not in the public. So I salute that aspect of it whether I agree with you know his stance or not he to me he holds himself as a man he ain't out here complaining and tripping he he said he did this this is the consequences cool took it to the courtroom got a bag uh sponsorship got a bag he, keep it pushing <laughs> you know so it is what it is man I don't know man if you're uh any type of competitor in any field, you know, if this is what you do, we should be doing this, man. Yeah, I mean, but everybody has their own. I guess he made a choice, so he he, he yeah he yeah. probably has he weighs something higher than that, I guess. So he he did he went that way, I, you know. I, I respect the decision. Again, it'd be different if he was out here. I'm not down to dis- disparage Monique, for instance, but it'd be different if he was trying to air out people. Yeah, you know yeah, all this other true. kind of shit. He's just in the cut doing him now. Again, the press and around him is a big deal, but he ain't engaging in that. It don't seem like so. I ain't mad at that. I mean, you know, and he brought awareness to a huge problem. Yeah. So it is what it is. Uh, I was listening to, or yeah, I was, well, you can watch it. I think the show is called The Grapevine. Uh, shout out to them. It's a YouTube program i think they were one of their popular episodes was the one they sparked that whole cultural appropriation conversation about bruno mars last year mm-hmm. came off of that program but they still they, they do a it's a youtube show but their newest one it was all about steve harvey and monique and you know was you know was that right to have that conversation was steve sort of downplaying monique and blah 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 and it's a very interesting sort of debate that they have. They have a big panel of people talking about it. And there were some good points on both sides of it. But it just reminds me, you know, the thing about Monique and that conversation and what she was trying to do. You know, they were coming down to saying basically, you know, black women 
have it hard and you know there's a pay disparity you know uh, disparaging uh between the pays of men and women and things of that nature which i agree but my only thing is i as i said before about monique um it's just if you are in uh if you're in conversation in your business and you're having these conversations in the public that are normally conversations that are in the background you can't be mad at some there's going to be pushback one way or the other and i just think the only thing that monique probably did wrong per se is no matter where you stand on her issue of pay when you put on blast the movers and shaker of said industry like putting out private conversations phone conversations putting people on blast you pretty much cross a line at that point and there's really no coming back from that particularly in show business like if oh you're going to air out one of our top guys or you're going to air out try to air out Oprah or something in the public you know you cross the line where you're like okay well this is a chess move I'm about to do you might not be thinking you're playing chess but you are at this point and so when you do that the kings at the top of the the guys who's writing the checks right the executives white white company corporations they're going to go to their people the you know their money people who, who I mean they're going to go to Tyler so Tyler are you okay with uh, Monique are we gonna... nah she got to She's go. She's done. <laughs> They're gonna be like, Who? "Okay, well, Tyler said, Oprah, what do you think?" Ah, uh, nope. They're not. Oh, you're not gonna. You're not pulling her. You're not gonna cover her. Mm-mm. Then they'd be like, "Well, we own the game, and our people said then I am cut. We're not cutting you no checks no more." So, if you cross that line, you can't be mad when they blackball you because you've a sense said. I'm ready to be blackballed. The only thing is, if you do that, you have to have your own fan base or infrastructure behind you because you're you're leveraging yourself at this point. You're saying that I don't need your machine. I'm going to be good by myself. I don't know if she has that on her own at this point, but that's what happens when you go against the system like that and you do it in the public where you make them look crazy the same thing with prince i was just damn it mike (laughs) (laughs) when you put that slave on your face that's you putting a line in the sand and you're saying oh you're gonna make us look like we're slave masters to you and he's like well yeah i know specifically why i'm doing this now the only difference is he has an infrastructure behind him at the end of the day i can go rock these arenas all over the world I can put out my own music, so I don't need your system. You might not talk about me for the next 10 years, but I'm going to get my bags regardless. So I'm, I'll be good. That's the, that's the only key difference. And if you really look at the Prince situation, he never, as far as I remember, in the press, blasted Mo Olsen or any of these label guys in the public. He will always say, yeah, I, I got issues with the deal, but I got love for Mo. I got love. He always would say, I still got, you know, we might be doing business someday, you know. Well, see, Mo wasn't the problem. Well, I know, but I'm saying. Came about after Mo left. Right, but, you, but, you, but I'm just saying, like, still, he knows that Mo is the guy, regardless if he's there or not. You go talk crazy about their people, you'll be done. 
but he never talked crazy about none of them people, whether it was the people who worked there or didn't work there. But you know what I'm saying? Like he knew enough to be like, I can, I'm going to put slave in my face, but I'm not going to publicly put people personally on blast in the industry. Cause that'd be a big no, no. Cause then they'd be like, Oh, well then you ain't never, you ain't going to never be cool then. Cause you put, Oh, oh remember you put, da, da, da. yeah, I play golf with him. Yeah. Now nah, he's done. Prince is done, but he didn't do that. He always gave them love. So I, even when they came to the point where they was like, okay, we're done with you for all these years, years later, they're like, this guy's still selling out arenas, man. There's money over there. <laughs> we need some of that. <laughs> Let's do a deal with Prince. So here's Sony or here's Clive or something. You know, so he was able to come back and sit at the table and chop up a deal because he never personally put nobody on blast. He just put him, he put the system on blast, but he didn't name no names. Even though I think he made some songs about certain people, he didn't put their names in the song. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like Golden Parachute or something like that. But He was a gentleman about the whole thing, yeah. you know? Okay, so Old I have school. a question for you, Mike. Go ahead. How do you feel about how MJ handled the Sony? Because he put, sure. he put Tommy, people out there. Yeah, Tommy, yeah, yeah that's right. Well, see, the thing is, MJ is sort of the outliner of the whole conversation because he is the bag. He, he is an infrastructure. So he played a chess move. I don't need you motherfuckers. I own the publishing, so let's get it popping. Now, what happens is they were like, okay, we're going to tank your album, right? Now, a Michael Jackson tank versus somebody else's tank is another person's goldmine, but in terms of his expectations, well, we ain't going to promote your shit no more. Okay. I'm still rocking these stadiums. I'm still, you know what I'm saying? I still have the publishing, so I still got what you want. It doesn't matter. He's trying. He's trying to play a chess game with them and he's going to try to out them out, but they couldn't really do nothing. Now, I would say that after that happens, his whole sort of shit goes down the tubes uh, on some finances and other background stuff, but but Mike can do that. He, he's in a position where he, he really, to me, I always thought, I don't understand why in those last few years, why he would have a deal at all. I would imagine if he was still alive, he'd have no record deal. He, he would be, I mean, he could put the shit out of him. If anyone could put something out, and not need no corporation behind it to be Michael Jackson. I mean, if you got a billion dollar publishing thing in your back pocket, they'd be like, nigga, I'm putting out your songs. What are you talking about? <laughs> 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 what are you, I, so, but again, yeah, Mike was talking greasy and they try to keep that out of mainstream media. Obviously you can see those clips online, but if anyone who could do it, it would be him because he was, that's Michael Jackson. He, they want what he had. They want his publishing. So they probably was like, "Well, shit, can't really do shit." And how we how we gonna get that publishing out of his pocket? So we can try to break his pocketbook. No, you can't. But, that but you, yeah, you're not gonna. You know, that's a hard thing to do. And you know, I guess at the end of the day, did they get the publishing somewhat? Yeah. But I mean, his family got what seven hundred million dollar check. Yeah, they got paid. So they got cashed out. That's my thoughts on MJ. I think MJ had the same problem that Mike Tyson had at a certain point. You know, too many yes men and not people around your circle to really guide you. You know, you just attract a lot of these knuckleheads and things are out of control. So but they got R. Kelly time, in trouble too. Well, R. Kelly needs to open a damn book. That's what he needs to do. <laughs> and quit peeing on people. Yeah. <laughs> But Mike and Tyson, you know, 
when you when you're that intense of a star, and people tell you, you know, you're not gonna listen anyway. So it kind of goes both ways. Yeah, it's you know I think too is it's just I hate to say it, the upbringing, but it's a certain education you have to get within yourself to understand your position in the game because you can look at you said Michael Jackson a lot of money Tyson had a lot of money shit even R. Kelly at a certain point he was probably making a lot of money at a certain point but then you look at other guys who have billions of dollars and you don't see a lot of the craziness in there like you know I because I hear local to me I look at like a Bill Gates or a Bezos Mm -hmm. some of these guys they got way more money than these guys ever had but you have to ask yourself do they have a lot of yes men around them I actually I, I don't know but I do know there must be some sort of internal checks and balances because they're not uh, acting irrational it, at least from what we see now you could say Jeff Bezos was out there doing his thing with the sidekicks whatever but, you know, that's a lot of guys do that regardless of money but where you put your bank you put your bag in jeopardy actions i don't know if it's more of a thing of you know i've come i was sort of raised in money or i had it enough where i was able to educate myself to understand that whatever moves i make they have such an impact that i can't be doing reckless type shit you know i'm trying to think about how do i expand this thing as opposed to how fast i can blow this money or you know i'm saying i don't know if sometimes the entertainers don't depending on where you come from you might have got in the game like I just want to do music I don't care about none of this and oh we just got a million dollar check just, yeah we're gonna party let's go get this and get that and all oh, of them girls and the last thing in your mind is like you know, how am I gonna get another 50 million dollars <laughs> or how am I gonna take what I got and flip it four or five times so 10 years from now I'm gonna be done you know where I ain't got to worry about nothing my family ain't got to worry about nothing. I'll, have, I'll be the record company or I'll be the infrastructure and I'll get everybody else's money. You know, I don't know if sometimes we just don't be thinking. Imagine if Michael Jackson sort of really thought like on a more conscious level. Yeah, he might have had that conversation with Paul McCartney like, oh, well, you don't want to buy it? But if he was, I'm just not, would he, did he really like, man, you know what? I could actually scoop the whole game up and flip it for whatever the next thing is coming where I would be just getting paid off. I would own this thing. And I don't know if you have to be more of a uh, shark. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a more predatory type of thought, mind process to think like that. To be like, fuck that. I'm going to be the master at this shit. You do. And some I'll people, put it in his head. Yeah, that's some what people are going to fall, unfortunately. But I'm going to stand as a titan in this thing because I'm going to own it all. And maybe that's what these Bill Gates and some of these guys actually think like that. So they ain't got time to be thinking about being a victim or, you know, being under somebody where they can't make the decision. You know what I mean? Like only only relationships they will get into is how is that going to benefit me seven years from now? How does that benefit my portfolio or, you know, this billion dollars that we got spending cash? How are we going to flip that? Uh, now I think that some of these guys think like that now like a, to me like a Jay-Z and some of these cats they definitely Diddy or something 
even to some degree, Dr. Dre. I mean, they ain't really putting out no music like that, but they waking, waking. Damn, another five hundred million this year. So they obviously got their mind on something else. A legacy. There you go. So I. But you know, that's why I think uh, the younger creators can look at you know look at the Michaels and the Princes and all these guys we talk about as an examples of there were some good things they did, and then what was the things, some other things that we can learn from that they may not have done that we have different opportunities now, where we can be like okay, yeah let me do this with my situation, you know, I don't want to go out like, you know he may not have had the opportunity or. Oh, remember, man, Prince, he went and flipped his money into a studio. You know, let me do something like that. Let me, what can I, what can I invest in or instead of just balling out? Let me drop 100K in the strip club. <laughs> See, I can drop 100K on booty or I can drop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a depreciating asset. Exactly. <laughs> when you walk in the door and you walk in there, the strip club, and, oh, there you go. They got you. You're gonna drop your money, or if the you only don't time drop, you it, drop your money in there is to buy the damn place. Yeah, or you're gonna drop your seed. You either gonna drop your money or your seed. <laughs> when you see a lot of these guys who come into this money <laughs> that come from, you know, less than ideal backgrounds. When all that money comes into their pocket and they don't have checks and balances in place, they go fucking buck wild. Literally. <laughs> yeah, there should be a certain amount of fuck you money, and the rest should be allocated towards your future. And towards building. But a financial advisor would tell you that. Right. And if you need a financial advisor, no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that's that's what they need uh, to do. And, to speak on it. Well, it's the truth. And that's why, and I, I didn't want to go here, but that's why I am apprehensive about, oh, yeah, I'm going there, throwing all this money into <laughs> communities that are not, that are not educated on, that are not fiscally educated. You throw a bunch of money, you got some body who's not used to having a lot of money just blow it or they increase an already bad problem that's true that's true it just needs to be some education behind it that's all and when you start the education school and you can make all the money off of that it's not even about that it's about the it's about the mindset you have to redirect someone's mind and that takes a lot more work than i'm capable of doing i think you're selling yourself short i'm one man so is Martin Luther King. <laughs> so is Martin Luther King, guy. <laughs> you got to pull your bootstraps up at some point. I'm just joking. <laughs> but nah, I, I, I feel you on that. But sometimes some people are just not meant to have a lot of money. And when you get it, you see what they're made of. Yeah, that's what happens to a lot of these lottery winners. They blow it. They've never had it. They're like, I'm going to buy this, 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 and this, pay this person, pay this person, give this person some money, and the shit's all gone. They weren't fiscally responsible because they did not have fiscal responsibility or fiscal education. That's the issue. When I was a kid, one of my first jobs, I got my check. First thing I wanted to do was go buy a damn video game. And my dad stopped me and said, what are you going to do with the rest of it? Okay, here's your money for your video game. How are you going to eat? Who's going to pay the bills? He just, he broke it down to me. He broke it down to me. I was like, Dad, but that shoe was like, it's not going to be me forever. And he broke it down. Do you want to play this video game or do you want to live life? Mm. 
talking to some of you older niggas too. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, he ain't talking to me. I did both. Thank yeah. you very much. Shit. And when a preacher be preaching real good and be biting, he's like, damn, is he talking to me? <sighs> Shit. Tell him in my business. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But I got you give me the lottery ticket, huh? <laughs> First class trip to Magic City. Yeah, my dad and actually my mom either. They weren't college educated, but they had a lot of good old mother wit, as they called it from the South. What'd you say it was? Mother wit. Mother wit. I never heard that. It's from the South, man. I guess. Mother <laughs> but speaking of college, did you guys want to talk about the college entrance uh, scandal? Oh, we can get yeah, yeah, Let's go, go. ahead. Give, give, give us uh, the breakdown on that. Okay. Well, if, if I remember correctly, a handful of celebrities were caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak, paying off certain colleges so that their children can get admitted mm-hmm. and jump in front of anyone else who was in line and skirt the system. Right, right. Ludicrous. Now, that- part of me, because at the end of the day, like some of these colleges, USC, Harvard, Georgetown, UCLA, which shocked me there, uh, and a couple of other Ivy Leagues. I don't think that they were, I don't believe that they were putting them ahead of anyone. I just think that they were just adding them to it. Because, I mean, they, they could determine how many uh, freshmen they they want to admit. They can determine that. So, yeah, they, they, they may be saying, okay, we're going to admit 1,100, and then here comes – uh, Felicity Huffman. Oh, here's fifty thousand. Can I get mine in? And they're like, okay, we're gonna admit eleven hundred and one. No, 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 no. What they were doing was, with Felicity, we'll use her. You know, they have a certain, like you said, a certain number. But the school wasn't involved. All they were doing, all Felicity did was saying, look, my good, kid's an good idiot. Right, good point. Make it look, make my kid look better than these kids. Okay, and they have someone do the ACT test for, her and you know, make these phony scholarship offers well so-and-so's getting a water polo scholarship from usc they don't have a, a water polo team come on man stuff like that and then when you look better to the school then you have that celebrity name on top of that yeah we'll put this guy in or put this girl in hmm. and again you know like we were saying off air okay <clears throat> you get into let's say duke okay you're in now can you keep up no get the fuck out of here you know, it's just a waste of money, man. It's it's short-sighted thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, if your kid can't cut it, they can't cut it. You know, no matter how much money you spend, they can't cut it. The kid needs to, needs to decide, you know, let me step it up and, and run with this pack of dogs here and earn my way in. But if they don't want to do that, I wouldn't waste my money. Mm. So so the outrage, I've seen the head, there was a lot of headlines in, in this. I just, one I'm not, they kept calling somebody auntie something. Was that what it yeah, Laura Lachlan. She Laura played Lachlan. Aunt Becky. Yeah, she Aunt played Becky. Uh, Aunt Becky on Full House. Have so they be clowning that. I never that seen that show. So. But uh, wow, really? Oh yes, well, yes. Well, is it? Are we on? Are are we in that show? Wow. We well, they, yeah, those are little lights, cowboy. Yeah, exactly. It's just not. You know, it's not done that. Are watch. we in that shit? That's yeah. the barometer. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, I don't be mm. running after their TV shows. Well, I'm just saying. It was when like, did this show come on TV? This, this is from like '88 to '93. Oh, that's my Martin. Everybody had cable. Yeah, I was on Martin. God. Was it on? Yeah, if it didn't come on Fox in between Martin living single, a couple. 
I'm good. Yeah, we could, but I'm cool. Y'all watch Seinfeld. I'm good. That ain't, that ain't me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> 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 anyway, like I said, so I, I see the, I heard the references. I just didn't get what they were talking about. I, I look at this, and essentially it sounds like it was an unfair situation. I guess it was illegal, I, I suppose. Um, to me, I, it's not shocking to me. Like, is that unheard of? I, I assume that's how the game works. Uh, yeah, I've seen many. Actually, I was watching Billions. I'm still watching Billions. I'm playing, that's my show. Playing catch up, and you know the Billions character. He's like a billionaire, and they be buying their way into all kind of shit. And I, I assume that ain't based off of fiction. I was like, that's probably how they get down. It's extreme nepotism. Uh, I need to get my kid in this school. Oh, we're in romance clothes. Okay, well, let me go ahead and write that, you know, $300,000 endowment check. Uh, is this closed now? Oh, yeah. Come on. Matter of fact, we'll put your name on the school. Uh, to me, <laughs> that type of stuff, oh, no, I'm not saying it's right per se, but that's the guess. America, who, when have they not been buying their way into stuff? I, I guess it Money just doesn't make us you Or using their clout. Yeah, I mean, isn't that how things always been? Money's a tool. And if you have enough of it, you can get whatever you want. Yeah, cats get uh, charges dropped behind the scenes, <laughs> all kind of Just stuff here. that ain't you know. Most people don't have the privilege. Craft. Yeah, yeah, don't have the privilege to do. I mean, it's um, it's not fair, and I agree. But I mean, this is yeah. this is system based on capitalism. You you don't think that they ain't gonna buy their way to the top? Oh, they don't do the. They don't know how to do the grades. That's true, but I guarantee you, they got they people in place. Going to push somebody through, or all they really probably want is just that checkbox on their resume. And say, oh yeah, you went to Harvard. So when they hire you, when they hire them over you, even though you was uh, more qualified for that position, they got the checkbox check. Well, see Timmy here. He went to Harvard. He was in the the uh, chess club. Uh, he was in the polo. Um, you know, you come from the inner city school. You had straight A's, but I mean, he's just more cultured and you know. Hey, Maybe next year. This is just the excuse that they have to go ahead and push them through. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but that's, I just don't understand the outrage. They, they always do that. I'm sure the president got in the United States like that. His whole career is probably built off of running game on people and cashing checks on, you know, buying people out. This is why I just say this is another example of why we have to understand that our family legacy is important. We got to get our, as my man said, we got to get ourselves in a financial situation because the game is tilted toward who got bread and who got access and privilege. Now, there's, there's, there's the white privilege. There's the financial privilege. I'm not saying it's, I'm saying it's not fair, but, you know, uh, ring the bell, nigga, life ain't fair, man. I don't know whoever, why you thought that was, I mean, all, all aspects, there's this type of stuff that goes, police pull certain people over on, over for particular reasons, then they do other people. It ain't fair, but that's how it works. Now, we don't have to accept that, but I'm just saying you have to understand the world you live in. So if, if some rich celebrities are out there paying their way through shit, it does, that sucks. But if you got the good grades, and you didn't get into school because they bought your spot, then that would be wrong. Uh, but, you know, maybe you have to go to a different school or maybe that school you think you want to go to, you can see that it ain't worth shit. 
And you got to ask yourself, yeah. <laughs> ask yourself why you want to go to that bad. What, mm-hmm. what, you know, what, what game have they ran over your brain that makes you? They telling you, nigga, we we selling spots, <laughs> but you think we this, this whole oh this is such and such. You want to go here? If you don't recognize the game in that, that's on you. That ain't they, they telling you what it they they expose what it is. So to me, it would just seem like this would just open it up to be like, okay, you know what you're getting into, Harvard. They own some bullshit. They own pay to play. So check your mind before you go over there. Understand what game you're getting into. So if you don't get in the game, you can't be mad that you agreed to play. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I would look at it. Then maybe you should go to a different school. Again, if you smart and you're trying to go to college, if you're trying to get something, you're going to get it wherever school you got to go. And if your whole career is based off you didn't have the check mark of Harvard or something, you might want to rethink your career or again accept the career you in and you see what it's based on some bullshit and you can't be mad that it's based on that because you agree to be in it. That would be my take. I, I was going to say a lot of times it's not even the school itself it's the network that that school will put you in because right. you'll be around certain types of people and they can nepotism and they will open certain doors for you. Your grades could be complete shit and it doesn't matter. Yeah. And that's why a lot of these Very true. That's, that's why a lot of these people want to go to these certain schools. They have that stamp and that network. That's why cats want to be in the I'm not I'm not put listen, I'm not saying nothing bad about I'm just saying it would be like if you want to be a cap or one you know, some of these different fraternity type of thing. Yo, you know when you get out, there's a network of brothers. Mm-hmm. It's a like, oh, Q dog. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You good. You coming through. We got you. Oh, cute dog work up in there? Yeah, your your application come through. Yeah, I'm gonna make sure they see that Playboy. Good looking out, homie. Yeah. I mean it's the same type of thing, but you know, that's how things work. That's what, what struck me on this is the fact that you have a Laura it's Laura or Lori? I don't really give a fuck, but I just wanna make sure. Lori. Lori. Lori Laughlin. You really don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> She married the uh, the Massimo. designer Massimo. She has a Hollywood career, and you think that just that alone, I'm like, why are they pushing their kids towards this school? Now, the thing that I'm interested in is, is like, you you spend half a million dollars to get your kid into USC. I'm like, really USC? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying that because I went to UCLA, but USC is a good school for Southern California. You know, but it's not like in the top twenty, the it top ain't fifty. No. And you spent half a million dollars no. to get your kid into that school, so it, it kind of gets to me like, like you were saying, like they, they, Mike, about them having that status symbol of saying my child went to USC or their child having that stamp on their resume saying USC, and it makes you think, okay, the people that have the power. This this is the things that they're doing and setting up their children. So we might want to laugh at it or think it's bullshit, but pay attention because it means something to them. And the other part of that is is that both both of their daughters, but I, I know more so the, the oldest one, Olivia, before she even went to USC, she had already started making a name for herself as a as an influence. I know some people laugh at that on Instagram and on YouTube. She got a deal with Sephora, and I mm. I can't think of the other brand. So, if I'm the now this, this, I guess this is my low level ghetto thinking. <laughs> but I'm thinking if I got a child that's already signing brand endorsement deals, 
why am I still sending her to college? But at the same time, these this family of means that has a daughter that's getting into means was still like, no, you need to go to USC. We're going to get you in the USC. You're going to get that stamp. So it's, it's a whole lot of layers to how the haves and the 1% are thinking and using their clout, using their money to, to, to provide for their legacy, to provide for their family, their kids. And it's just crazy. Because now it's tool. like, I don't even know. Okay, so do I need the education or don't I? Well, like, you know, to, to going back to you said, why would they put them through that? To the school thing, I think it's a it's a it's a future play because you know yeah she may have that little she has the the, the sponsorship deal where she's a worker basically for them, but I would imagine at a certain point they want to transition into the corporate um, executive level, and a lot of times you do have to have that check to say oh you did graduate, so it because they're gonna probably give her the job regardless, <laughs> but again you got to play it to the shareholders and certain things so the nepotism will get you so far, but when it comes to the guys who the shareholders, okay, we want to bring her in as vice president 20 years from now. Well, yeah, she she graduated, da da da, da. So, okay, cool. We can slide her through, and it's not going to be no problem when they have her little, you know, when they evaluate her situation. Think of it like um, it was in, I believe it was in that book. Uh, what's the record executive black dude, TLC? Uh, L.A. Reid? L.A. Reid. Didn't he was a part where he was already had had, you know, the uh, face and all that, but they was like, "Yo, we about to position you to go into a higher uh, executive position. You need to go to business school." Yep. He was already a millionaire. It was in. It was proven, but to, 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 to check it off to the shareholders and them Germans, I believe, who own that company. Yo, you need to have that accreditation, Playboy. Like it just needs to be on paper. So go on and do your classes real quick, and then we can slide you into this. And I imagine it's probably how they the same type of thing. Yeah. Oh, you're doing your sponsorship thing. That's cute. You know. Get you a little money. But, you know, the real, we need to get you an executive so you ain't got to worry about things later. Uh, so the only way we can really make sure there's no problems, go ahead and have that check marker. You got to graduate. You went to the, so then they can slide you through and you'd be straight. So I, I would imagine that's probably why they do it. Because they're not going to be workers. They, they don't want the kids to be work. The sponsorship, you're still a worker. You're not a, you're an employee. You're not an yeah. owner. So they don't want them to be, that's, that's just cute to them. Just, just like uh, you look at Car- Kardashians. It is. You know what I'm saying? But you look at the Kardashians. No, no, I'm not totally it. I'm just, it's kind of blowing my mind. Like, damn, really? They like, like okay, cool. On that level, you can do the right. sex tape thing, and we have all this. But you know, we really want we 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 trying to own this. So, what's the young girl who's the billionaire? Like, she not the she not the worker. She the owner. So they trying to they positioning themselves for real shit. You know what I'm Kylie, saying? So, Kylie Jenner, right? Yeah, Kylie. So they yeah. not she ain't trying to be the face of. I'm the model, like nah, nigga, I own this shit. Like, no matter. So I'm 30 years from now, when I'm a grown ass woman, my family's straight. Our legacy be straight as hell. We, <laughs> you be working for us. <laughs> but let me let me pose a question to the gentleman. Um, let's say it wasn't just cash given straight to the school. Let's say that Lloyd Laughlin or whomever purchased a building. Or did some renovations. and we that, did like they did back in the olden days. Oh, like Royce Hall and all yeah, those other yeah. halls with names? Hmm. Yeah. Would that have given the public as much outrage? Probably not. No. No. And no. that's probably where they messed up. It, it was probably just getting too relaxed with it. Just, just gone and cut the check. And that, you know, well, you, the thing is, you know, when with this scheme, the whole ACT system... Testing system is now suspect. 
Yeah. That just shows how dirty it all is. Now, if you go to school A and go to the administrators, look, here's a couple hundred thousand, what's up? Okay, fine. We all know that's the price of doing business. But when you have an entire testing system tainted like this, there's a problem. And, you know, the amount of bail that Lori got was, I think, half a million. No, Felicity got half a million, and Lori got 100000 That's probably nothing for them. Again, think about that. From the court standpoint, oh, I need you to be here. So I need to have half a million to make sure you show up. That tells me these charges are serious. Mm-hmm. And somebody who's already caught is talking. They've already got somebody to flip on these people. People are going to jail behind this. I'm telling you. We'll, we'll, gonna roll. We'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, and I, they don't always have this money liquid either. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Heads they can just will roll. It'd be like R. Kelly's. Your fans pay for it, but anyway. <laughs> so, do you really think uh, <laughs> the, these actors are going to jail, Mark? I don't know about the actors, but people involved, especially the ones involved with ACT, they're going to hang. Oh, the people behind the scenes that they're not the they celebrity. Got to go. Oh, it's, somebody's gonna fall for. Somebody's gonna take the fall. I I agree with you. I don't know if it's gonna be these. I don't know if it'll be these the celebrities actors, with money, but but somebody's going to jail. Oh yeah. Did you guys? Um, I don't have it in front of me. I posted a link in the chat. It was a young lady. She was on the Breakfast Club. Um, the bank fraud chick. Yeah, I had never heard of it. I listened to half of it. I haven't listened to the whole thing. But that shit was humility Davis blowing my mind. Like. She apparently had somebody in the credit bureaus who she would give, you know, give them a name and they would clear that person's credit, give them a high credit score. Oh, damn. I'm like, God. And she was like, I guess like, uh, yeah, like you was a ball player or a rapper or celebrity. You would get with her and you had bad credit. She was paying off some people inside the credit bureaus and they would change your shit up and then they would go buy houses and. All kind of shit. That's, that shit is crazy to me. They said she did like a, I don't know if she said 19 years or 12 years. Like she got yeah, big she got time. caught. Yeah. She got some, she got some years. Yeah. She got some big time. It was interesting. I was like, that shit sounds crazy the way she was describing it. But I'd be like, don't, there'd be a lot of these cats be getting caught in these home loan schemes or different things. I don't know if they'd be getting as much time as she do. But, but again, it goes to show you that, you know, the system is a little different. Uh, certain people get caught doing that madness versus others. She didn't probably have as much money as some of her, you know, co-patriots in that white collar crime. But just listening to her describe it. They got caught too, man. Oh, yeah, no, right. I don't know if they're doing 12, 19 years, but. Damn. Yeah, she did. But luckily she's out. It's not like she's learned her lessons and now she's trying to get people not to go down that route. But it's. She was like, yeah, I would pull up in Maybach's and da 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 and all this craziness. Can't, can't be high profile yeah, doing that. I was just like about that. to say. Falling out of control. But she said she did that because that's how she got her business. Like all the ball players would be at the club. I'm like, who is this black girl pulling up with shit better than us? Like, how? So they would introduce themselves. And she's like, okay, let me let me hook you up. You, you, need, a, you need a house or da da da. But, it, you know, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it was interesting from a, you see a chick from the ghetto essentially they would say or the hood somehow figured that game out and somehow got in touch with people who work in those credit bureaus that would you know be willing to get involved in that stuff it's just madness well again that's just throwing money around that's not that mm-hmm. hard mm-hmm. that's easy mm. 
I mean, you go to somebody who makes, you know, normal wages and say, look, here's 50 large, clean this guy's account for me. Good looking out. Mm. Done. It's one keystroke. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's nuts. But all right. Um, man, we're going to have to kind of wrap things up here. Wrap it up. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's that? What's that? ZZ Top? Fabulous Thunderbirds, oh, fabulous Mike. Come Thunderbirds. on, man. Okay, I get them mixed up. <laughs> That was the MTV years, man. <laughs> you get to you, you hear all kind of music. All right. Um, before we get out of here, I want to let people know where we can find the show online. And shout out to some of our listeners out there. Uh, what's my man? Sean Christopher? Uh, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Sean. Sean, I know you're listening. I, I see your comments online. I, I, I'm just, I'm joking with you. But he was uh, Sean was commenting on our our little game that we had last time. It was like one got to stay or. Oh yeah. One gotta, <laughs> he's oh, like, yeah. I still don't know the rules. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, fuck you. The snap before the snap. That's my guy. And then he clowned my picture of potato salad. Talked about <laughs> it looked like lumpy ice cream. <laughs> I like. Oh wow! Okay. I thought it was a uh, whipped butter with a little paprika. Hilarious. <laughs> what yeah, a- shout out to Sean. Sean, wh- where are your episodes at? I know uh, shout out to Sean. He had a um, he's got a YouTube channel. I know he did a couple of reviews and stuff. But man, keep it going, man. Keep get get back on that, Sean, and keep that content coming out, baby. We need that, man. Um, but anyway, we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, Amp, who? Where can I find you online? Find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram and, and Pooh. Also, head over to the Nerd Soul. We did a breakdown on uh, Captain Marvel. Talked about, um, damn, I forgot. Oh, yeah, we talked about uh, where we see the um, uh, the MCU going in the future with the merger. Pretty dope show. My uh, beautiful daughter made her uh, first appearance in a speaking role all throughout the video, but it was dope. And you can catch me tonight at uh, the Baldwin Hills Theater. Want to go see Shazam? All right. uh, so I like to call him Captain Marvel. All right. Uh, Quentin, where can I find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram under Q.J. That's Q.D.O.T.J. That's where I do a daily moment with me. Just something to get you to think, uh, spark a thought. I'm open to all kinds of suggestions. You can also find me on Instagram, I'm sorry, on Facebook under Quentin Jones. And I've actually started a YouTube. It's still in the fledgling stages, so bear with me. And uh, that's where you can find me. All right. Big, sexy, and sack. You know, <laughs> hearing Quentin talk about his moment with me reminded me of that Old Spice commercial guy. <laughs> Ladies, look at your man. Now look at me. Now look at him. Now back to me. <laughs> really quickly, I've been mistaken for him during karaoke. <laughs> That's cool. That is cool. Isaiah All right. Mustafa. All right, I can be found at uh, YouTube. No, I can't. I can be found at Twitter under WSE Mark, Facebook Mark Wiggins, Instagram Mark Wiggins. Two, the number two. All right. Thank you. Meant to say Red Tube. Uh, Username. Hey Mike, what's that? Username Big and Black. <laughs> hey Mike, what's Red Tube? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's his underground profile. But anyway, 
you can find us on uh damn what am i talking about you can find us on uh any podcast platform just look up podcast juice also twitter uh i believe it's at podcast juice uh and instagram facebook just look up podcast juice you'll find us on there definitely subscribe to the show if you haven't already and with that work it like a job we'll see you next time Peace.